Welcome to the Grown Folks Table. We both know that we're grown. Real experiences, real conversations. Like a real woman would. Welcome to the table. Welcome to the Grown Folks Table. Tonight, we're so glad that you're pulling up to have some Grown Folks Conversation. Are you all ready to have some Grown Folks Conversation tonight? Bring it on. Let's do it. Well, I have been waiting to sit down at the table with my sisters like the rest of the world on Tuesday afternoon. Many Americans were glued to the TV awaiting the verdict of George Floyd. So, you know, the the question is really out there. Um, Are we making um, progress or is this a false hope? And I just want to dive right into it. Um, Tell me, um, Joyce, how did it make you feel when you saw the verdict come out, did it give you did it give you hope? Do you think we're progressing? Tell me, talk about it. Well, it had to give me a little hope because because of the result. You know, you had to feel, you know, good about at least this one. You know, was was on our side. So for that reason, I felt pretty good. Plus, I was in work mode, and and you know, I run a, a news and talk station, so we were. We were right there trying to get the information out. And a lot of the callers that we were even entertaining uh, after the verdict was read was people were elated about the results of it. You know, and just just in that in that instant moment that we were that, you know, everyone, including myself, was because, you know, if you haven't been under a rock, there have been a lot of cases where it did not go in the same favor. And, and I think that's where the apprehension with people were. It's like, okay, I just hope we don't have to deal with this thing again. And, uh, and because it went that way and for great reason, the man had his knee on this man's neck and killed him. And so, you know, because of that and because of the guilty verdict on all three counts, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was happy. I was happy about it. And I have to say it, it, I hope that it is the beginning that there are other cases. One happened the very same day, you know, uh, 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 and, and, and we can see this, you know, in the future. I think, I think it, it, it's, it's progress. What about you? Um, what about you, uh, Vicky? Go ahead. I see you trying to take care. I, I, I was hopeful. It did. It did give me hope. But I also was reserved in that hope, in that I knew that that one case would not solve our problems. Um, I did. I didn't. I, I was. I was glad that it came back the way it did, but. I felt cautious not to a false sense of security about where we really are. And that's why, Joyce, we could have the same thing later. You know, uh, something play out, not, not a foot on the neck, not a knee on the neck, but where an officer is involved in a fatality with a 16, 15, 16 year old young lady in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And it seemed like a knee jerk, you know, yes. it seems like it was a, a quick kind of response. So while I was excited for George Floyd's family, 
for the community, for us as a people, for me as a mom and a grandmother. I still, I couldn't stay in that place too long because within hours, my heart was broken over a baby, not 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 a 40, 50 year a baby. Um, and so I'm guarded. I'm very cautious about where where are we really? Where are we? Have we really, until we have a reformation that occurs within our law enforcement community, I think we're going to be visiting this kind of thing on the record, unfortunately. But you know what? I, I feel that. I feel that we're going to uh, continuously visit it. But I think because of the past, then we had, even, I'm, I guess I'm speaking for me, that I had to celebrate the moment. Mm-hmm. You, know, the, the, you know, the moment was that we were all looking for a, a, a guilty. Mm-hmm. And for the moment, mm-hmm. we got that. We mm-hmm. got that guilty, you know, based on what people have been doing in the streets based on this young lady standing on the side of the street with her camera saying, I'm about to catch all this, Mm -hmm. you know, with having that kind of mentality, with having that kind of mentality to, to stand there and witness that, Mm -hmm. you know, I think if I was back then, I, I, it might've scared me to death, but, but this person and the people who were recording that, knew that this is the thing that we have now that we hadn't had. And I think that's what that's what brought the excitement. Yes. Do I to, do do I feel like we still got a hell of a lot of work to do? Yes. Yes, we do. And there are going to be cases after cases until some of these officers know that ain't nobody taking this crap anymore. So, you know, that's why for that moment, I was excited and, and, and grateful for the family that they, you know, can now, you know, put this to bed and then we move on, you know, because that's what's happening. We're now moving on. Well, if you're watching tonight, let us know in the chat. Put down, do you do you feel this is some type of progress? Do you feel that we're making progress or do you you think this is um, false hope? We would love to hear from you. Uh, Delois, uh, tell us about where were you when the verdict came out and h- how did it make you feel? Well, I was sitting in the kitchen getting ready to eat my chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you, I felt from the beginning this was coming back uh, guilty. Uh, and I felt that and I had told my husband, I said, because when they came back within, what, nine hours, it was not a long, uh, they did not go out for a long, uh, not debate is not the word, but they were not out very long, I think, trying to de- deliberate on this. So for me, that made me feel that it was going to come back uh, a guilty verdict. However, I feel that this is the beginning. I know we all, I'm with uh, Joyce. Yes, of course, it's something to celebrate at that moment. But at the same time, we know this does not mean what is happening in Black America and in our Black communities, not at all. Congress must, Congress must act to address these issues on police brutality at the federal level. These things must happen. So as we celebrate at the same time, yes, we must keep the work going. Uh, They have to continue to protest. And I think... uh, they are trying to pass some legislation. So that has to happen as well. And, uh, but they're gonna start with, um, you know, these investigators, you know, they have to get the right people. 
And, and that's why I think it starts. So, but yes, I was excited about that, the conviction. That's something we had been talking about. And, but you know, there has been so many shootings since this trial began. And also, and when you think about Shaven, he's like uh, the sixth officer to have been uh, convicted after 15 years, you know, in the line of duty who have killed someone. And that's often when you think of over 200 blacks been killed by police officers. And there's only six. So, yes, is there work to do? Yes, we still have to continue the fight. Well, I'm glad you brought up uh, um, Congress because one of the things I, I look at the leadership when it comes to um, how how we live and how we move. And, and now that we have the right leadership in the office, um, I think that it's upon us to beckon the president to make this a part of his um, his agenda immediately. You know, um, we're, we're, we have a lot of things to focus on, but the, this is a place where we have been bleeding as a people for years. And it's really, really, really important that the president begin to make a shift um, immediately on the behalf of African-Americans. Libya, tell me, what did you think when you heard um, the verdict? Where were you and, and how did it make you feel? Well, I was vacationing um, when I heard. And to be honest with you, I was in TJ Maxx on my vacation, <laughs> shopping, pushing my buggy. And I decided to put on CNN on the app so that I can hear and listen and, and be present in the moment when the verdict came down. I didn't want to... Um, to hear it third hand. I didn't want to read about it. I wanted to be in the moment of when the verdict came down. So I'm in TJ Maxx going through the line and the verdict comes down. Luckily, I got to the, to, the, to the cashier enough to be able to pay to get in my car to really let my emotions flow. But for me, um, you know, the, the verdict is one of these things that, um, you know how it is uh, when you can have a utopia moment uh, but you know within yourself that the utopia moment is only for a moment in time. Uh, and, and that's what the verdict was for me. It was celebratory in a great way because we needed this. Uh, we, our, our movement needed this. Uh, our mental capacity of what we've gone through, it needed this. Our hearts needed to know that people do care about what we've been protesting and marching about and what mothers have cried about, uh, what uh, siblings have not been able to sleep uh, over, and or wives and children. So it, it was important for our community to have this. And even beyond our community at this point, because the George Floyd incident went worldwide. You had people protesting and marching in Paris. Uh, you had people, as, as uh, Van said on, on CNN, you had people doing it in Idaho, and we know how much of a black percentage is in Idaho. So it meant a big deal in a lot of spaces. Corporate America, they decided to, to change a whole bunch of things about their diversity and inclusion because of the George Floyd incident. We needed a guilty verdict on all accounts. We needed to be able to say, this is wrong. There's no slap on the hand. This is wrong. And you know who else needed Good police officers needed it. Yes. They needed to know, uh, for people to know, that they don't condone this behavior. 
that they do not agree with this and this dark side of this police world and this systemic stuff that's going on is not acceptable by those who are trying to make good apples. And yes. so th that it, for me, it, it was a lot of emotions. I was very full. I mean, I was in tears. I was, um, I just, it, my spirit just felt something. I thought about his daughter a lot. I thought about the fact that her memory and as she gets older, that that video of a police officer on her father's neck would always be, that would be something that will be part of her memory of her father. She would be able to see that for the rest of her life. She would not be able to, to avoid uh, seeing that video. And I don't care what picture she get from the family. I don't care what story she get from the family. I don't care what memory she had of doing things with him. There's going to be that, that thing within her that's going to say that my father's life was taken away from him, uh, you know, for no reason that it could have been avoided. And so I thought a lot about that. I thought about how uh, many of uh, black uh, men and women, how many had to die to get to the one, to get to our Rosa Parks in the form of George Floyd. Um, that's what it was. Jo George Floyd is the Rosa Parks of the movement. We know there were many Rosa Parks before Rosa Parks. Right. But it took Rosa Parks right. to begin to kick off the movement of the civil rights movement. So George Floyd kicked mm -hmm. off something in this movement that I think we will not go back. And as uh, I think uh, somebody commented in the comments and said, ain't no stopping us now. I think that there is a lot of work to do. And I think we're going to do a lot of work. It does give us momentum, uh, but it's still, it's still a sad commentary. Uh, that we live in a time where we're progressing so much and doing so much and African-Americans have moved into so many different spaces that we now have to still contend with the fact that we have to make people believe that our lives matter. Yes. Um, it's so, tonight yeah. I have on my Black Lives, my Black Lives Matter um, shirt. And, and that's the first thing I shouted when I heard the verdict. I said, Black Lives Matter. And I tagged every, I put a, the hashtag in every group I was a part of and with the hands raised because that is what it it, it did for me. It's, it was Black Lives Matter, you know? Yeah. And, and, and for those that are uncomfortable with it, it's just as if you was to put T-O-O -O at the end. And so Black Lives Matter too. And I think that's for me, that is what that verdict um, did for me. I think it also did that for um, the younger generations who um, who who didn't grow up uh, actually experiencing some of the things that we experience when it comes to racism. And so to actually see, okay, um, if I vote, my vote counts. Okay, if um, if I um, march and get out there for and, and, and protest for a cause, it has an impact. So it's not like we're boxing against, you know, just the wind, but they're actually getting, we're actually getting results from um, some of the things that we're doing. And Ben Crumps, you know, oh my gosh, you know, what that did for him and what that did for black people to have an attorney 
to win that type of victory. And I'm sure him and his team worked very hard and tiresome um, surrounding that case and supporting families. You know, he supported a, a quite a few families, but this um, this particular case um, in particular. And but my heart was saddened. It really was to later on to find out um, the day the verdict came out, the young lady, um, Makia Bryant, 16 year old in Ohio, who was killed um, and she actually called the police. And so I, I have a, a fundamental problem with that is when they see us, they don't see their children, you know, and he didn't see his daughter when he saw her running out with the knife immediately you know, shot her down. That that right there just did not sit with me. I, I, I'm having a hard time with people saying, oh, but she had a knife. Yeah, but I've seen white cops talk drunk people down from bar fights that have weapons, okay? I've seen them talk them down. Where was her talk down? Where was her discussion? It, it was not. And she's a girl, not a man, a girl. So... Or a woman. I mean, she's she still represents a person. Yes. And 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 child or not, child is bad, but child or not, she's still a person. She's yes. still somebody's child. You know, whether you 65 or, or, or 16, you're still somebody's child. And I think it this is going to get very dicey because this is one of those things where we are able, uh, when I say we, I'm talking about how the system is that they are able to be able to say, you know, uh, like you said, there's a weapon involved. So hence they were able to progress to the aggressive type of um, uh, force so that they can quote unquote retain the situation. But it, it what it doesn't say is the background of how we got there. Um, no, it's not the police job to figure out the background of things, but if that person called the police because they felt like their life was threatened, they were being jumped, something was happening and all of that, it is a telltale moment to say that it was a lot, you know, there was more than just a person out there irate trying to stab and kill people um, like your boy that walked into the church in Charleston and started shooting people. Even he got a whopper or whatever he right. got to eat yes, on his way. On the yeah, way. So, Right. So, I mean, we know we, we got to we got to live with the fact that it's still one of those things where we do have a threatened um, a threat of black people. And that is problematic in so, so many ways. And so my concern about this whole thing with her is that it's going to get very dicey. Um, it's going to uh, to unleash some different things. And it does make it very hard because they're going to be able to prove or try to prove, attempt to prove why they have to use certain kinds of force. Uh, this is why you need some kind of systemic universal protocol about de-escalation. Because if you have that kind of protocol in place with de-escalation, then everybody got to follow the same rules. And so people don't have to, re have to re uh, respond based upon what they think is happening right? Uh, or how they may feel. There is a protocol in place yeah. to follow. And because we do not have that uh, right now, we have every police officer having to basically analyze a situation and then act accordingly. Yes. 
And that's what you had in this case. Yeah. And that's, that, that's, that's what's going to make this Go, Jordan. No, I'm just going to say this still goes back to what we've been talking about for the last past year when we talked about mental illness, mental health. Mm -hmm. Because I, I was just, I saw the footage and just looking at it, all those adults, I saw one of the men even kick one of the girls on the ground when the officer came. Mm -hmm. just, just, they, they had no respect for the officers. Now, did it go down badly? Because it happened so quickly. And she was like in the moment of getting ready to stab the girl. So I'm sure in his mind, he's trying to figure out, say the woman, what to do. Because if you all go back and look at it, it happened so quickly. But I think she has some type of mental problem or schizophrenic or something. But it's not something just happened because I think she's from this foster care home. And usually those kids have a lot of issues. Now, this issue probably been going on since she was a child. So whatever was going on in that home and all, this is probably not the first time. But I'm thinking these adults there, if I would say that, you know what happens when you call the police. You know what's going you know what happens, and you have to know her. So my thinking is, you know, if we call the police and y'all know whatever her name is, uh Michaela, you know she acts out how it's not gonna go well. Well, so I, I gotta, something they could do or they could have done, or yeah, they could have all afraid too. But see, I, I disagree with that. I, I have a, a friend of mine who grew up in a group home, right? And that lifestyle is almost like jail a little bit, you know, because you have all these children that come from different backgrounds. Their parents are in a penitentiary or on drugs and they get moved from home to home. And so sometimes you may find a good group home and sometimes not. Sometimes you may get a good group of mix of girls and sometimes not. And so you have to get in the mode where a lot of times you have to defend yourself. I worked in the school system and there were plenty times where the two girls were fighting over boys, you know, and, and you, but, but how you responded that we, we weren't shooting kids down because they was brawling or they was pulling out a knife or fighting. We, we don't know what kind of duress she was under because she called the police. She called the police and said the girls were going to jump her, you know, so she was afraid for her life. But we don't get to hear her side of the story because as soon as she came running outside thinking she defending herself, she was shot dead. You know what? But, you know, information is important. And regardless of what her background is or was, it doesn't justify her dying like that. Regardless of whether she came from a two-parent home in the, the suburbs or came from section eight housing. It doesn't matter. And, and we can, it's easy to lose focus because they will try to put the focus on the wrong thing. Yes. Bottom line is our children, black, white, it doesn't, our children do not deserve to die like this. Now, and my thing, my me, thing I is, I want to be clear that you are not saying I'm saying that she should have been shot down. No, because she no, had that knife. no, we, we, we totally that. understand. What I am saying is the people who were around her even before the cops came. If you know what happens when you call the police, was it something they could have done uh, to prevent that from happening? Well, they didn't have to call the cops because they know if you call the cops, she's she acts out, so it's not going to go well. It's just not going to go well. Yeah, that's but what I'm saying. But I think what they could have done was used a little bit of their muscle 
You know what I mean? What, what kind of training, what kind of training do you have? Yes. I mean, you know, anybody can, anybody can, can look at and, and, and survey the situation. And if you walk up on some 16 year olds, like I can walk up on the little 10, 12, 13 year olds and hang out in the cul-de-sac in my, in my uh, community, I can tell these some little 10, 12, 13 year old, let me go over here and just snatch one of them up. You know what I'm saying? That's the part that I can't get. It's like, it's like just because you are an officer and you do have this weapon to protect, then I think you need to, you need to be trained better on thinking the better way to handle the situation. She's a 16 year old girl. Some, some, it, those men or that man could have easily got to her and, 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 and got to her arm, got to something using a little bit more of muscle than the easy route out, which is to pull your weapon and put four bullets in this 16 year old. Taser, he didn't even go for the taser. You're a grown man. You're a grown man. When they you can run up on the girl and say, I'm about to get you, I'm I'm gonna just get her. Come on, you. you that, 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 they also said that the other officers that accompanied them, they did not have weapons out, and they said that they had a shocked look on their face. I know they did. He, he shot that girl. Yes, he shot her. He did. He did. And the thing, and the problem is, you can't teach sensitivity when they see us they don't see their children let her have been someone that looked like his daughter or his niece or his neighbor the resolution skills would have come out but you rolled up on the scene and you didn't even try to de-escalate the situation at all or make an assessment of the situation at all and that that's that's again back to the the the, the reform Yes. and the protocol because yes. if you have a choice and you quote unquote want to say that you felt like your life was threatened i agree when he probably got to the scene it may have been chaotic because if you know group home folk i'm from i'm from one of the worst projects in Atlanta. one thing we had to do air day <laughs> is fight when no reason they have nothing to do with nothing. I could be sitting on the porch. God is my witness, eating a cookie. Somebody come by, slap you. You had to fight. That's group home. <laughs> How I know, I have a niece who grew up in group in foster care until she was 18. They fight. And they come from that toxic environment where they jump people. They're all mad kids especially at those ages. And the reason why they were not chosen to be adopted. Mm. They were not selected. And let's be clear, they have very bad foster homes that they're in. The foster home community is not doing well about a lot of those children. They're mistreating them and they don't know how to deal with kids with behavior. And I agree with Dolores. There are probably some behavior issues. I don't doubt that one bit. Because typically they do have a lot of behavior issues spawned from uh, being rejected, uh, feeling neglected, and feeling not wanted, and also having to fight for survival. Fight to be able to sleep in the bed in this room. Fight 
to be able to say, I'm going in there to eat a Pop-Tart. These are things that they fight about every day. And what probably happened is the rumor went around that this group of girls who, who kick folk ass, hear me clearly, was coming to kick hers. She knew it. If this girl is 16 and draws a knife, that is that project stuff that I grew up in. We ain't fight fair. Be clear. If you coming for me with about five or six of y'all, we don't fight fair. And that's and that's what it that's what happened. A police officer in that community knows that. This is not unusual yeah. information or behavior or action. It's not unusual. My issue with this is you already know what it's like. If they come over here where, where I'm living now in my mother's community, you know what it is. But you cannot operate off the mentality of fear of Black people because you will not have the first thought to de-escalate. The right. first thought is going to be kill shot. And from whatever experience you may have, PTSD that may go with it, whatever it is. And there again, I've said this before in this podcast, there's too many officers who are sick in this system and being put back out in this system. If these people have problems and, and, and have PTSD from something that may have happened before or whatever may have happened, they are not the ones that need to go out. Somebody else needs to go out. Now, I believe in using force in a situation where we need to use force. I don't believe no police officer needs to take themselves into a place where he is going to be harmed or she is going to be harmed because they do have families. But I thoroughly believe in the fact that this system needs to be reformed and there needs to be another uh, list of ways to respond other than how the level. You, if you saw the trial, they talked about the level of aggression. When yes. they were talking about George yes. Floyd. Yes. Green, yellow, red, the yes. level of aggression. Yes. And and that already sounds bad. It does. Where is the non-aggression? You see what I mean? So we're starting out thinking that we're going into the situation to assess it by levels of aggression. We're already going in with the mentality that we're going to respond in an aggressive way. Aggression begets aggression. So this is a problem that we had. We had them going into this situation, although she was the person that called, they went in with the level of aggression and the level of aggression with somebody having a deadly force or deadly, uh, deadly harm that appeared to be in place, the officer had a choice whether to get the taser or the gun. Yeah. According to what's already out as their protocol. That's the problem that we have. Where he, he, he or she are not going to be able to say, oh, let me think. Hmm, is that my daughter? No, that ain't going to happen. So I don't even want you to do that. I want you to have a protocol yes. that makes you de-escalate. Yeah. Whether or not you believe that I could be or someone else, could, he could be your daughter. Exactly. Well, Penny Harris says, truth be told, doctor, if you didn't grow up in the system, you don't have a clue. She didn't know. So that's what we're glad to bring the topic of discussion to have a robust discussion at the grown folks table. But before we leave, I got a question. You know, I, women, we're all women out here and the, and the season is kind of shifting and changing. And so I want to know, 
What's on your to have shopping list? Does anybody have a to have shopping list? So I was in the market for a new handbag and um, I have been searching and shopping and just looking and I went into Macy's. I'm a Dooney girl. I don't know about you all. When I, I'm a Dooney handbag, of course. That's my handbag of choice. And so I went into the Macy's and I noticed that they didn't have any Dooney's. Not in, in my color anyway. They had Joyce colors, but not in the color I was looking for. <laughs> you all mute, Joyce. You all mute. <laughs> I said, that's the one you needed. That's the one you should have got. No, no, ma'am. I was looking for either a camel or a red bag. But but I, I was on so you gotta be careful because uh social media gets you caught up because I was on social media, these cookies, they dangerous. <laughs> and I was looking for a Dooney and a and a Dooney came across the screen. I was like, oh, and it was a price, y'all. I knew the price was unbelievable. But I said, okay, let me try it. It said it came with a serial number. Your girl got a knockoff <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> You got you got you got a phony. You got a phony. I got a phony. A hot holy mess phony. The money you spend at buying the knockoffs, you can go to the outlet store and get a good price. A little bit more money with it and get you a real bag. Well, needless to say, I'll I'll be going to the outlet with my bag. I, I will not be rocking no phony boo. Well, you can walk, you can do it around me. I wouldn't know the difference. I'm like, oh, oh, this one you will know the difference. Sugar. The duck, oh, so I, I'm like, what? What they, they got the strings hanging off of it, and <laughs> the rubber already peeling. It correctly, right? It usually, it it usually starts with the strap. When that strap starts going away, it's a wrap. <laughs> it didn't change color. That's the giveaway. Come on. Gonna be Come brown on. and turn black. <laughs> What's on y'all list? Go uh, ahead. A, a waistline. Can I go buy one somewhere, please? I need a waist trainer here. Y'all drop some in the comments. Now, I, let me tell you. We, we talking about one that, We, me and George, need one that's going to make us skinny in about 10 days. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We need a 10-day waist turnaround. <laughs> and I'm talking about just squeeze us in. We'll worry about what we'll worry about the other stuff that's drooping over here now. Just squeeze us in. Hello. You gotta be careful with them waist trainers too, because I've seen women pass out in church with them waist trainers on. If I'm skinny, I'm gonna just come completely collect. Don't make me look good. I pass out. We pass can recover out. from the pass out. Put some smell salt of alcohol under my nose, honey. Let me lay down if I'm gonna be skinny. Oh man. Hello, but on a serious, on a serious though, I think my my purchase is out. I, I am looking for some deck stuff. So anybody know where I can get some really pretty deck furniture? Because one day I'm going to have somebody on the deck and we're going to have some nice cold drinks. Well, I'm coming by. <laughs> Let me know when. <laughs> well, you need to stop traveling. So tell me your yeah. schedule. That's Y'all ain't letting me come over. I got to get somewhere. Nobody invited me nowhere. Else. <laughs> well, I- I figure, I figure by you know midsummer or a little later than summer, everybody who would be in the in the invite would have had a couple of shots. 
meaning yeah. in their right. arm. Okay. <laughs> meaning in their arm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then it'd be time to do a little bit of small entertaining. That sounds fun. What's up? What's up? Y'all look sticky. I want to travel. That's that's really what I want. I don't, um, you know, I'm not a, I'm in the in the girls' club. I'm just not a big shopper. I do I do shopping out of necessity, so I will shop, but I, you know I don't live to shop. I, I don't have a, a an extensive um, shoe uh, shoes in the a closet. I I buy probably one purse a year as long as I buy a bathing suit. And I, I mean, I have to have a good purse. I'm a Brahmin girl. So I buy a good purse and I can carry the same purse. I do not have to switch it up. Uh, I always, I've talked my husband into understanding if you buy quality, you don't have to buy a lot. Just buy the best. And so, um, and of course, Libby, I have bought a new, a new bathing suit. <laughs> I have lost 35 pounds. And so, um, uh, and I'm, and I got a couple of bumps, you know, a couple of still little small rolls, but I'm proud of it because before, let me tell you what I had, y'all. We called when you know my butt was so big, we called it a kabooty. A kabooty <laughs> means you can put a cup on your butt, <laughs> sit up there without falling. So I'm not even a kabooty, and I'm looking good. I'm looking good. I'm so I'm, I'm hoping this summer I'll wear my my swimsuit more because we're going to travel. We're going to travel a little bit, and so I'm going to Virginia Beach in a in a few weeks, and then I'm going to go. I'm going to go out to L.A., Libby. I want to get out to L.A. Come on, hey, that's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, Darren mm -hmm. says she has jeans on her yeah. list. What's on What's on your list, uh, Delois? What's on your summer needs list? Wow. I may have to get a car because my grandson will be driving. He'll be 16. And every day he calls, he said, Grandma, are you going to give me your car? Grandma, are you going to give me your car? And I'm like, but Cameron, what are I will be driving. So I don't know, but we're thinking Papa would take care of that. But oh my I, God. I don't want to travel. I want another vacation because I know you all know that I went to Vegas with the grandchildren. And my daughter, so that's not a vacation. Uh, so I'm looking for a vacation. Uh, I hope my husband can hear me saying it. I'm looking. Yeah, she, for that, I'll just say she talking to husband. Yeah, honey. You hear that, Mister Grizz? I'm looking for a Ooh, vacation. Gotta listen closely. Put your ear. Yeah, because he ain't gonna let you go six more days by oh, yourself. That's right, Joyce. <laughs> no, it ain't gonna happen no more. That's it. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, real thing. Not anymore. <laughs> no, you can't do it. You and can't then on it. the way past the cash, we're gonna find a donut bird for you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, dear. Thank you, just thank you. Look out for us. Can I ask you, E? Because I hear about you know, you hear about these people. In fact, I've gotten emails recently, and people say that they have, um, if I send something, I'll get access to this money, right? If I send certain information about myself, you know, you get warned about it every year, they're called scams, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if you are the target for scams because anybody know that knock off. We had an infomercial. You, you ever seen those infomercials? It, it was two ladies and they were showing all the colors. 
And then they had the bucket size, they had the mid size, and I was like, oh, wait. And so I'm that kind of girl that when I buy something, I want it in two or three colors, okay? Give me one in that color and that color. Oh my God, I said, oh, I can get What about you, Lib? Everybody else talked about what was on their list. Did you say what was on yours? Oh, because you did say a waist trainer. Is that what you say? <laughs> I need, listen, a waist trainer. I want to go on vacation. I've been into gym clothes. I ain't went to nobody's gym. Y'all understand. <laughs> but I joined Fabletics as a member, and I've been getting all these nice, cute little clothes. I am just so into the, the clothes. Now, I'm walking around nowhere with them on. But they are just super, super cute. So when I do decide to really start working out like I need to, I'm going to be all ready. So I got into that as a fetish for uh, myself. But yeah, I think my summer must have, is it probably just going to just be, I need a waist trainer. And I'm serious about that. I need a good waist trainer. I don't want all this cheap stuff. I don't want an uncomfortable one. I need a real good one. If you want a good one, Libby, now seriously, it's going to be uncomfortable. Because back in the day, they called them corsets, right? Mm -hmm. They tied you in and roped you up. And guess what, Joyce? I will wear one in a heartbeat. <laughs> as long as it made me look like I want to. Okay. She know that she be out there taking short breaths. Come on, come on. I'll help y'all live. Y'all help you out. I know it. I mean, I just need to wear it for two hours a day. I, if I can get in for yeah. two hours a day. For help. one week, listen. I hey, I believe in, in any help I can get. Squeeze me, please. Well, there you have it. If you all know of a good waist trainer, Libby's on the, in the market for one. Drop it in the chat tonight with the link so Libby can get her waist trainer and um, come back and join us again next Thursday. We'll be right back here at the Grown Folks Table podcast. Good night. <laughs>